Welcome to The Emergent Human, where we explore optimizing health, embodied spirituality, and post-conventional living. I'm Michael Osterlink, a therapist, coach, and educator, and I'm your host. Shout out to Frederick Lowen from the Alexander Lowen Foundation Center for Bioenergetic Analysis, who I'm now working with as part of my own personal development work. You can learn more about uh, the Lowen Foundation at lowenfoundation.org. Today's show is brought to you by Cosper Scafidi, an amazing body worker in the Northern Virginia area. It was integrated different somatic practices, including rolfing, into his work. You can learn more about Cosper's about work at cosperscafidi.com. Today's guest is Sean Cecil. Sean is the head of the Oculus Institute and a ferocious learner with a fervent belief in the ability of the individual to better themselves. Through the Awakened program, which shows people how to escape burnout jobs and craft careers that truly inspire them, Sean has found a means of enduring impact. Many thousands have been inspired by the introductory presentation, and Sean has personally worked with over a thousand different people on solving the problems discussed therein, including entrepreneurs, Fortune 500 executives, and professional athletes. His career advice has been cited in numerous media outlets, including Business Insider and Ask Men. Good to see you, Sean. Good to be here, Michael. Always a pleasure. So- yeah, no, it's always, I always enjoy talking to you. And just for full disclosure, I've had some really fun conversations with you and I've seen you teach and I've actually got to know some of your clients. So this is not just a theoretical conversation. I've actually seen what you're able to do in life, in real, in real life, which is really cool. And um, one of the things that stands out for me and, and one of the thing, many things I like about you is that you like new models and maps. Like you have studied a lot of different psychological and spiritual systems and not only do you study these systems but you're an integrator you bring them together for larger models and maps and i'm really curious like you know when did that start going like arriving inside of you like oh this is really of interest to me i like psychology i like spirituality i want to understand the human system well i think um there's actually a couple of components that i think one is the analytical component and the framework component and the cognitive component, which has always been a part of me. Um, That's my, uh, probably one of my prime superpowers is to absorb, process, and transmit information. You know, I was the guy who had, you know, when I was four years old, had dozens of transformers and had memorized how each of them move and do all this kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, You know, that I, I just, I always, I always loved knowledge and frameworks and categorization and connection and all that stuff. That's, that's why I went to university and got an engineering degree, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually um, published as a, a biomolecular engineer. Um, so I, that's, that's where that fundamental analytical framework came from. I started getting into psychology and spirituality in university. Psychology through, um, we had to take, you know, distribution electives. And I found psychology to be the most interesting for a particular group. And spirituality, because I had a, a professor um, named Dr. Wood, who brought me into an esoteric school when I was 17, which is um, phenomenally early for such things. Um, he was a humanities professor. Again, I ended up taking that class because of distributional requirements. So I'm, I'm, I used to think that they were horrible. And then after actually going through university, I'm like, distributional requirements, the best thing ever. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so I was, I was working, uh, you know, in consulting jobs, I was working in finance. Um, and then eventually I, I figured out that my core function was to absorb process and transmit information. And so I, I was looking at how can I build a career based around that? And I, you know, I didn't want to be a high school teacher. I'd already given up my chance to be a professor. Um, and so then I realized that personal development and coaching is where it's at. And then you know, as I dove into that space, I'm, I'm the kind of person who 
always strives for excellence in everything that I apply myself to. Um, and so I just, you know, kept, you know, learning more stuff, anything that, I mean, it's, it's always fascinated me how, how humans work since, you know, since I got into it in university, but being able to integrate that both from a, you know, uh, just pure pleasure standpoint, just enjoying learning it. And then also the applications of being able to go experiment, apply, figure out which maps make sense, figure out which maps don't really provide that much predictive value, seeing the connections between them. Um, because I do that in my work on a daily basis, it's, it's given me a lot of experience as well as, you know, theoretical understanding. One model stands out and and we share this offline that, uh, I was so excited when I, when I heard you talk about it, the eight circuit model popularized by Timothy Leary, then Robert Anton Wilson, and then Antero Alley. Um, you, you actually started talking about it. I think one of your teachings maybe, and I was like, holy moly, I haven't heard that one in 30 years. Um, how do you how do you discover which models, maps, systems that you're really interested in exploring? Because that one's a very esoteric one, for sure. Really well, cool, but esoteric. I, I I do a lot of esoteric stuff. <laughs> um, I think that the foundation is, uh, you know, I so if I had to group the the fundamental toolboxes that I use in my work, I would group them into the um, psychology psychotherapy kind of models. The um, the, the more positive psychology stuff, and that's mostly around stuff like gratitude and empowerment. And this is where you'll get some kind of like new age, some kind of law of attraction stuff in there, um, which, you know, I, I, that's a well that's not too deep. You can, you can you get toolboxed out of that without having to study it a lot. Um, then the whole neuro linguistic programming school and stuff that's come out of Tony Robbins and then the esoteric work, which spawned off of that esoteric school that I got brought into. And, and, and that's turned up many new leads and so what happens is whenever I'm reading something, it will normally reference other things, right? Or, um, you know, I'll, uh, I'll have somebody who's, you know, in, also interested in, in esoteric stuff. will be like, hey, Sean, have you looked at X, right? And then I'll go take a look at it. Um, in the case of, of the eight circuit model that, that, that came from a specific reading list that I was, you know, I had a client who was like, Hey, Sean, I came across this really cool reading list by this guy's curriculum. And so, you know, it was several dozen books, but you know, I went through all of it. Um, I, I, I read a lot. Um, I generally, you know, unless I'm like traveling or there's something, whatever, I'll, I'll generally allocate two to three hours a day for reading. Um, and, you know, I've read, certainly over a thousand books, I think coming up maybe on 2000 now, I'm not entirely sure. So because of that, you know, I, I just pick up a lot of information. <laughs> when you read, do you, how do you retain the information? Do you just retain it by reading it? Do you do notes? Yeah. No, no, I, I haven't taken notes since I was a freshman in high school. Okay. You, you just can read and. Yeah. I, I like when I was in university, I would go to class. I would not take notes. I would read the book. I would do the homework. I would never study for the exam because I already went through the material. Okay. <laughs> It's, it. Again, this is this is just one of my superpowers there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why I, you know, I was like, hey, let's build a career that leverages my superpower because that makes sense. Do, do you <laughs> reading? Do you like to take courses, audio, video, in person, or is it mostly through reading? Yeah, well, I mean, I like information in all its forms. I, I can get through things fastest by reading. Yeah. Um, I can I can read a lot faster than people can talk. <laughs> um, that said, I mean, like right now I'm going through uh, Abron courses um, and loving it, right? Like I love, I love new information in whatever form, in whatever form it arrives. <laughs> the uh, Epigenetics Academy or some of the other uh, programs? 
Uh, yeah, so I, I was doing the anti-fragility one, which has some videos missing, um, but I finished all the ones that aren't missing, and now I'm doing the epigenetics one. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a, all, all those programs are really good. And I also, I did the, I did the peptides one too, which is great. I, that I'm not surprised because I've heard you on various calls where you're very knowledgeable on the peptides. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me about your clientele. Like who comes to you? What kind of issues or challenges? And using all these different frameworks and approaches, like how do you work with particular clients? Yeah, so people come to me, um, they, they tend to come from one of two places. One is a moving towards place, which is, hey, I, I, I'm looking for something that really fulfills me. I'm looking for something that can really drive me, that really inspires me. I want a sense of purpose. The other is a moving away place which is, hey, I'm burned out, I hate my job, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which is normally indicative of that, of, of those deeper issues, right? And so both roads lead to the same place. Um, also, occasionally I'll get people who, who, you know, have a sense of purpose already, and they just need some clarity around operationalizing it, and how do I make this financially viable and stuff like that, which is kind of a little bit farther down the road. Um, but all, all of these, all of these roads lead to the same place, right? Which is, you know, going through this very, you know, seemingly simple process of you get clear on the target, you build out a, a plan, including whatever bridges are necessary to maintain financial security. And then you execute the target, you know, towards that target with uh, a sense of, um, especially when it comes to persuasion, understanding marketing and sales, regardless of whether you're doing it from the perspective of interviewing as an employee or starting your own company or whatever, um, that root ability to persuade is something that, that most people are missing. And that's why things that they think are impossible aren't necessarily impossible. They just don't have the skill set to, to, to implement it yet. And so I help provide that skill set. Like at the end of the day, you only need three things to have a winning career. You need to be able to add value to your fellow human beings in some way or other. You need to be able to persuade them that you're capable of adding that value so that they'll pay you. And you need to be able to do so in a way that, that naturally aligns with your system, your, uh, you know, modalities and, and how you like to operate and, and, and what brings you joy. And if you have those three things, you win. <laughs> uh, with the latter one, do you think that people are born with a, with a calling of sorts? Um, like you, you've mentioned a couple of superpowers you have. So, you know, obviously it, it kind of innate in you that you've cultivated them over time. But, you know, in terms of a calling in, for work or career, do you, do you find that to be a, a truth? So I have, I have a, a scale of one to five on this, actually, that, that a metric that I have people use. Um, at, at the bottom is you have a job that's toxic, right? This is something that has a negative effect on your mental health, on your physical health, on your relationships. It's spilling over. It's creating issues. The second is something that's unfulfilling, right? Um, and that's something where it's not an immediate cause of pain. It, it can build up to that if you have like this kind of splinter in your mind kind of thing, Um but it's, it's really just like, I go in and it's blah, but you know, there's, there's not much there. And like, if I had money, more money, I just wouldn't do it, but I have to earn some money. So whatever. The third is a bridge job, which is something that's enjoyable for the short term. Right. Um, and, and you, you often have people who get into job hopping or let's just jump from like one job to one job. And it'll be great for the first like six or 12 months. And then like, you know, because it's new and this and that, and it's better than what they had before. And then, you know, it'll fall off. Right. That kind of thing. Level four is what I call a calling, which is something that you can do until you retire. That's how I define it. And I would say that um, most people have multiple callings that are available. And, you know, what I promise my um, 
my high ticket clients who are not in my premium mastermind is that we will get you to level four. We will get you to something that you could happily do until you could retire. Now, I do believe that there is a level beyond that, which is, which is destiny, which is a, it is the optimal career path for you. And at that level, like the, the universe is working with you and vice versa. Um, that is harder to do. That is something we deal with in my, my premium mastermind, but that's the kind of thing where you would keep doing it with after you retire. Like you, you don't even want to retire. Right. So like for me with Oculus, I have no intention to retire. Like coaching is fun. Right. I, I never intend to retire. I would get bored. Right. So like that's, that's destiny. And so that's, um, that's, that's a little bit different, but I mean, even to get somebody to something where they could joyfully do this job until retirement, that's something most people don't have. Right. The actual statistics are, um, 85% of people aren't happy with their jobs. There's 18% who are actively disengaged, which means they're openly fighting with their boss, some potentially sabotaging the company's mission, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You have 67% who are blasé, right? Um, which is that unfulfilling category. You have 15% of people who enjoy their jobs, but of those, the majority of them are in those bridge jobs where it's only temporary. So you're really looking at, you know, based on my experience, talking with thousands of people, less than 5% of people who are in a calling center, which I think is sad. I could imagine an employer might want to hire you to help them figure out which, who to hire because it could be like either a fourth or fifth level for the person so they don't ruin the job. <laughs> it's like, that's kind of horrible to think that even a large, small percentage of people like actually go into a company or organization and to try to, you know, mess with it <laughs> yeah well i think the criteria from gallup for actively disengaged the examples that they said were um were were open conflicts with uh other with colleagues or or bosses um sabotaging the company's mission stealing office supplies or embezzling money like those are some of the examples that they gave for that category i'm like well damn <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> that's not that's not the it's not an employee that I want um but normally if you're dealing with a job that's toxic the issue normally isn't hiring the wrong person mm-hmm. it's normally that either the job is constructed in such a way that it's soul-sucking okay or that the environment and the other people there have created a culture that's really problematic yeah. because for most people, as long as you don't have those two things, you can at least get to unfulfilling. But, you know, I mean, like I had a client where like her boss was screaming at her, pressuring her to falsify financial statements and, and commit fraud. And I was like, why are you still there? Right. Like you need to you need to quit and you should probably send something to the authorities. Get this guy arrested. <laughs> yeah, I think that's and actually leads me to my next question, because, you know, when you have people come to you for burnout, like they're in that toxic environment. They're mentally drained, they're emotionally drained, probably physically on to a certain degree unhealthy, or at least heading in that direction. You know, how do you work with them just to get their physiology to a to a functional level so that they then can start thinking like more clearly uh, and acting more from the heart or from the spirit, or however you might want to describe that their that that approach? Well, yeah. So the first thing you have to assess is is where are they? Right. So a lot of people, and, and, and I'll give the example of, of that client who is dealing with the, you know, the boss who's pressuring her to commit financial fraud. Um, the reason people end up in that situation is because they have a trauma response where they don't, you know, something stuff, normally it's stuff that happened in their childhood 
and they tolerate a toxic work environment because they grew up in a toxic home environment. That's what they're used to. Right. So there's, there's, you know, if, if it's really that bad, there's normally something else going on. So again, if we go look at a metric, I have a one to five scale for all that, for this internal alignment, right? At the bottom, you have what's called a chaotic mindset. And these are people who are highly traumatized, who are, you know, um, massive depression, anxiety, um, can't necessarily function and get through a day if they get triggered kind of thing. Yep. Of that, you have um, a fragmented mindset, which is, you know, they, they can get through a day, they can always function, but like if you give them like, you know, a month long project or a two month long project, they're probably not going to finish it because something else comes up and distracted and focused and all these other things, right? Kind of all over the place. Unfortunately, more than half of people are in either level one or level two, which is unfortunate. Then you get to level three, which is blocked, which is, you know, most things are going well, but there's one or two areas where they keep running into the same thing over and over again. Right. And it may be their career, it may be their their romantic life, it may be, you know, their fitness, whatever it is, right? There's some there's some block there. Then above that you get um unified. So level four is this you'll generally see this is people who've been in personal development for a while. They've they've gotten a fair amount of tools and they can make progress towards any given goal that they want to. And then finally, at the highest level, you get people who are unshakable, which is, you know, the world can be falling apart around them and they are unfazed. Um, you, you and I have a mutual friend who is a special operator for 19 years and, and then, you know, was in various intelligence agencies. And, you know, you, there could be people shooting grenades at him and he will just, nope, got it. Boom, go. <laughs> like that's. An- <laughs> He'll finish a sandwich and then. You know, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> that's really uncommon. Um, but depending on where people are on that scale, you're going to want to use different tools, right? So for example, um, if you're dealing with trauma, right, I have a whole document on psychological trauma, which in some cases refers out to outside practitioners. So for example, like I can teach someone how to do EMDR on themselves. That's not hard, but something like peso avoidance system psychomotor, you need a, a specialized practitioner for that, right? Um, you know, so, so somebody at the bottom, that's going to be the kind of stuff you're dealing with, as well as just like very basic gratitude and self-empowerment stuff. And, you know, like, I don't like the term affirmations because people will use affirmations for things that are not true and that they don't believe. And that just fragments the psyche. Um, but I'll say, okay, listen, find some stuff that is true that you're proud of and, and, and put references for it and think back to times you've actually done it. And that, that allows you to embody it a lot better than just staring in the mirror and saying, I am X, I am X, I am X. It's not, it's not the same thing. Um, and then as you kind of go up that spectrum into the more fragmented and blocked thing, now you start dealing more with NLP tools, right? So, you know, this is where like understanding your psychometrics can be really helpful. Um, you know, I've got a specific NLP module for specifically rewiring specific, you know, thoughts, patterns, behaviors. Um, and this is where you also get into what I would call stuff like, like wisdom module stuff around basic premises around like acceptance, basic premises around what you can control and can't control, setting rules for living, like all that kind of stuff. And then once you start getting into that blocked area, if you want to get somebody from blocked to unified, now you're talking about esoteric work, right? And, and, and I have a whole system of esoteric work um, that I created, um, derived somewhat from a, an esoteric school that I was in, as, as mentioned earlier. Um, but also, as I said, I brought an engineer's mind to it. So I, I looked at, hey, listen, what's missing? What's redundant? What can be taken out? What order do we need to put these in? That's a big thing in spirituality is people just like pontificate without thinking about the order of concepts and how they're most easily absorbed by the human brain. So taking 
this understanding of psychology and pedagogy and learning and, and, and complexity and layering that in to create a system whereby people can reliably get from point A to point B, because that's, that's not how spirituality works for most people. And then that's why it takes years or sometimes doesn't work at all is because there's not a reliable, repeatable process and system to it, yeah. right? So depending on where people are, right? Like I'll be doing that. And then of course, you know, there's general personal development stuff. You mentioned physiology, right? Like I have a training on sleep where I brought a, a very, very skilled doctor friend on of mine to do a joint presentation on, on sleep. I've got, you know, stuff on biohacking. Um, I'm going to be updating that pretty soon with some, some cool stuff that I've learned over the past couple of years. Um, you know, and so, so, you know, you, you, I mean, I've got stuff on, on relationships, just high level general stuff because the human being is a complex system and you do want to affect all of that. But, but the core of my work is ultimately the esoteric stuff. That's the secret sauce that I have that I haven't seen anywhere else. So you talk about the, the five, the five levels mm-hmm. who, who comes to see you. Is it mostly the, the three, four and five, four and five, or do you have a mix? Well, so somebody who's at level five generally doesn't, doesn't need help. So they don't, they don't come. To get that's help. a unified one. Just so I'm clear. No, level five would be like the unshakable. Unshake. Okay, that's okay. Right? That's or in, or in their career, it would be somebody who's in destiny. Okay. They're not going to come, right? The three and four. Got it. Okay. Right. So, so a, a four, a level four in internal alignment would be the unified, and, yeah, and they, they may very well come specifically if they're lower, like on the career fulfillment. Like if you have somebody who's like a three, who's you know in a bridge career, but they're a unified person, so they're into personal development. They know these tools work, right? They they come you know, and, and they're in a bridge career and they're looking to get to a calling, that's sweet spot perfect for me. But I get people from all across the thing, right? And so what I've done is I actually, um, last year I created a low ticket information course that doesn't directly work with me. And that's designed for people who are more at like towards the bottom. So like if you're at level one, putting you into a high ticket coaching program that you're not going to complete does not serve you. Right. And so I have a quiz for people so they can see where, it, and, and there are ultimately three metrics I look at. There's the career fulfillment metric, which is the first one we talked about. There's that internal alignment metric. And then there's the financial success metric. Right. Um, and so depending on where people are, right. Like if you're struggling to pay your bills, I'm not going to try to sell you a high ticket coaching program because that's dumb. Right. If you can't get through a, a, a high ticket coaching program, you're not going to complete it. I'm not going to sell it to you because that's dumb. Right. Um, if somebody comes to me who's fragmented, I can get them out of fragmented and into into um, blocked relatively quickly with like a prerequisite wisdom module. So it's like, OK, we can still talk about the high ticket thing. But if you're in chaotic, it's too far to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to offer people something that's not right for them. So depending on where people are on that quiz, it would be like, hey, you know, this is where you are. And this is what's best for you personally right now. Is it best for you to do this info program? Get yourself out of really the dumps, right? Um, you know, maybe go work with, you know, other practitioners if that's called for. Increase your income with some of the tools that we have there for, you know, bridge stuff. Um, because normally these things tend to correlate. You, you don't normally have somebody who's, you know, uh, in a, a financial poverty situation where they don't know if they can pay their rent, who's also in like a, you know, really good internal alignment like this, you know, and vice versa. You don't, you don't normally have somebody who's in a really, you know, chaotic mental state, who's like very financially successful. And there's correlations on these things, right? So it's like, hey, let's get you up to where you need to be. And then we can talk about 
the high ticket stuff because that's what's going to generally my, my promise with the high ticket stuff is that we're going to get you into you know level four on everything right well, first, um, first of all i just gotta say i appreciate the integrity yeah because you know like you i've been in sealed for a very very long time and there's a lot of people out there who are like i'll sell you i'll sell you this high-end thing even though you can barely pay your rent so the fact that you you know want to see where people are at and help them to the next level, as opposed to like, I just want to make a buck off of you, is unfortunately rare in our field. And it's nice to hear. I'm not surprised, but it's nice to hear anyways. Well, I mean, I, I, I've never been in this for the money, right? Not, not that I haven't made good money coaching. I, I, I have. Um, but that was never the purpose. The purpose of this is because it's my function. It's my, you know, my destiny, right? So yeah. It's yeah. always why I've been there to do it. And so if I'm compromising that, then I'm defeating the whole point to begin with. Yeah. Well, no, I, I appreciate that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you've mentioned you know, various um, aspects of your program that have like one through five or one through five or one through seven, et cetera, et cetera. Like, okay, where would someone go and what are the different programs you offer? Because you've, you've mentioned a few, but I, it'd be probably good just to kind of lay them out. Like, how do they find them? <laughs> And what are the different programs that someone might want to explore in working with you? So um, the, the the main two are the are the the Awaken uh, Nexus there, um, which is you've got the the low ticket info course, which is called Awaken Prelude. Okay. Right? So, you know, again, if you go take the quiz, and I'll, I'll give you a link to the quiz at the end of this, it will tell you you know whether or not that's a good fit for you or not. Above that is the full Awaken program, which is you know personally working with me going through the full psychohacking process because the psychohacking isn't included in the prelude because that's not something that can be done as part of an info course. It requires yeah. supervision. Um, and then above that, there's my, my premium mastermind, which is a year long, which is not just about career. It's about all aspects of, um, of life. And for, so for example, we have um, a mutual friend, Sydney, she, she's been through that, um, which is successfully at that too. Right? <laughs> successfully at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice actually, there was one chapter she didn't complete. Um, she completed all but one. <laughs> but, I'll uh, call her out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she's gonna come back and do it at some point. Um, I do have another like stack that that I don't market, but um, just like kind of you know new programs that I'm creating. There's there's one on personal finance, which is everything from money mindset to you know personal finance and financial decision making to investing to even designing trading strategies because I've historically been pretty good at options trading. Um, and, and, and then again, there, there's a prelude version of that, but I don't have all the marketing infrastructure set up for that. So if somebody's interested in that, then they'd have to shoot me an email at sean at oculusinstitute.com. I will say that the underlying internal technology of psychohacking and, and some of those other tools is the same. So even though the external goal of career versus finance may be different, the internal technology is the same because if you don't have the internal human system properly aligned, I don't care what your external goal is. I don't care if it's losing weight or finding the love of your life or building a business. If you don't have that stuff like internally aligned, you're screwed. <laughs> so uh, I always couple the internal with the external. And, and, and then again, you know, you've got a tier of like info course prelude stuff. You've got a tier of high ticket coaching. And then that all feeds into the premium mastermind. Nice. Uh, we'll make sure to include links for all these different programs, except for the last one you mentioned, because they have to come to you directly. It's what I heard you say. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't, I don't have all the stuff set up on my website. It's because I just created it not that long ago. Um, yeah. 
Cool. Uh, and I haven't marketed. I just sent it out to like former clients and then I got a bunch of people signed up and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Is your work mostly virtual or can someone work with you in person? How does that work logistically? Well, so I mean, I have clients from all over the, the country and, and, and even some not, not from America, um, you know, so uh, because of that, the, the majority of it's done virtually. There, there's generally three channels. Uh, let me take that back. There's four channels. There's, there's the actual information that's in a coaching system that, you know, tells them what to do with a checklist and has, you know, all the files and stuff. Um, then there's, there's direct email specifically, you know, exercise review where I'll review it and we'll go back and forth. Um, then we'll have a group session every week where people get on and, you know, we can do trainings and people can ask questions. And, and, and that's always good because having a group thing, people, and hear questions that they wouldn't have thought of and, and all that kind of stuff. And then there's one-on-one. So if, if, if you're in a high ticket program, you get all of that, right? And you can book as many, my policy on one-on-one is you can book as many one-on-one calls with me as you need to solve the problem, right? If you're booking calls though, and there's no problem to solve, or, you know, you're, you're, you're just not acting on the previous thing. That's a different story. And then, you know, but I've, I've, I've only very rarely had that happen. Um, and that's normally a sign of, of somebody who's trying to derive external motivation rather than generate internal motivation, which again, you know, I will teach them how to do that um, if, if, if I see that dependence arising. And it's normally something that happens kind of early on and then, and then it stops because they, really, they, they see what's going on. Um, and, and then, you know, if you're in like the, the prelude courses, then it's, it's just the info because there's not direct um, supervision because at that price point, I, I can't. I can't justify that expenditure of time at that price point, yeah. but I wanted to create something that was accessible for people. So that's kind of the trade-off. Awesome. So what's floating your boat these days? You always seem to have your fingers in lots of different things, studying all kinds of cool stuff. What's name a few that are exciting you? Um, well, so a mutual friend of ours, uh, Dr. Micra Hamilton recommended a book to me called five personality patterns, which is fascinating. So I've recently been applying that. I incorporated that into my trauma psychology document. I was able to map that with DISC, which is a course psychometric that I use. Um, so that was, that was, that was really cool. Um, I am, uh, I, I really got into neurochemistry last year, which is fun. I've recently been exploring stuff from the psychedelic facilitation angle. Um, I've not, charged anybody for sessions, but I have uh, been trained as a facilitator um, by, by some people who had, you know, a fair amount of experience in it. So, you know, kind of looking at that as a, as a modality, which I'm really hoping, you know, that we will see some progress on the legalization of that, um, because it's something that uh, certainly has, has the potential to accelerate somebody if they're in the right place. Um, I have found that if you have people try to do it, use it as a substitute for doing the internal work that doesn't work very well. <laughs> um, but if you have people who do the internal work and then use it to, in, you know, accelerate and then properly do the integration after, you know, you, you can get some pretty amazing results. So, um, yeah, and just real quick, the, the, now it's, it's not a warning, but the suggestion, you can't go do a weekend at the shaman and then you're a shaman on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work that way. And as you say, just, you know, I, I think it's really important. You have to do the work before, during and after. And the integration is really important, including yeah. daily disciplines and practices. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
it's so American. <laughs> yeah, it was so American. Like I'm gonna do this one thing with a pill, and boom, my life's gonna change. I, I don't do any work after before. It's actually funny because a lot of the experiences um, that you know that are associated with psychedelics, I actually experienced um, far before I ever like without consuming them whatsoever um, because of, of the esoteric work that I did and, and, and some of the various contemplative practices. Um, so, you know, for, for, for me, uh, you know, the, it, it, was, it, was, it wasn't an entirely old experience. There was definitely some freshness to it, but it was, um, I had a preview, pretty strong preview of mystical experience because um, I'd done it without that. And so I don't, I don't want people to think that the best and only way to go about it is by forcing your system chemically. It, it can be helpful. It's like nitro on a car. It can be helpful to win a race. It can be helpful to go faster, but if the car engine itself is not functioning, then putting nitro in it is not going to help anything at all. Right. So you got to do this internal work. Um, and that's the thing is like, that's, that's hard work and people don't want to do it. And that's why like for my high ticket program, I'm not shy about the fact that I have a no refund policy on that because I don't want people to, and, and this is, this has helped a lot of clients who get to the hard part and then they don't have an out. So they have to go through. And then they're like, Oh, I'm so glad that you held my feet to the fire. Yeah. Now, if, if there's some, situ- you know, I've, I've had situations where, you know, like something comes up in somebody's life and it's like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's not, you know, remotely related. And then like, I'll make an executive decision. Yeah, sure. Like totally understand. Right. You know, like, you know, somebody gets, you know, a, a major health issue or something. And it's like, completely get it but you know um people people have to have skin in the game i found to really confront their demons um i can completely agree you know i've had the experience because you know i, I work for mark at seal fit yep and, um majority of the people who come there are really excited and want to do the work but you always have those few who like see the videos or they read mark's books or whatever and they're like oh yeah and then you're like here's all the stuff you actually have to do I'm like oh, I'm, I'm, i don't want to do it you know which is so different. I want to be a seal without doing all the hard seal shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's really, humans are really funny. Yeah. <laughs> that way. Yeah. Especially Americans. <laughs> yeah. So one, one thing before we, before we get to the end, we haven't really walked through my framework I, and I really would like to share that for how I get people to yeah. a career that is um, really good for them for a calling. Please. That'd be great. I think that's something that, is often misunderstood. Um, are you familiar with the Japanese concept of ikigai? Uh, yes, but probably not as much as you. So if you want to do the 101 quickly for our listening audience. Yeah, well, yeah, the listeners may not may not be familiar with it, but um, you have basically it's the intersection of four things. It's what you're good at, what the world needs, what you enjoy, and what you can get paid for. And people are like, oh, just find the center point of that and life is good. The problem is that that's really hard to do. And so what I found is that you have to do it in order. And most people don't know the right order to do it. Okay. Okay. They start with, they, most people start with what can make them money. Okay. That, that results in you climbing the wrong career ladder. And now you're up here and you've got golden handcuffs and you're like, oh, well, now I want to change it. What the fuck do I do now? Right. And there, there are ways to get around that. Like I have a thing called the career cube and, you know, there's other like dream bridge techniques. So like I have a whole inventory of techniques for like, if you're in that position, like how to get you over there without messing with your financial security. So it's doable, but it's not optimal. Um, now uh, uh, there's another big group of people that, that will go for what am I good at? Right. And they'll, they'll, they'll focus on that. Like, 
I told you earlier, like, you know, I built something around my superpower, but I didn't do it because I was good at it. I did it because I loved it. It's a big difference right there, um, which we'll get to in a second. But normally when people are trying to like, I just want to find something that I'm good at, it's because they're, they're starving for external validation. They have an external locus of judgment and generally don't have a strong sense of self, right? Which is indicative of, of more internal work needed to fix that, right? So then that gets you down to what the world needs and what you love. And the truth is there's so many different things that you've got 8 billion people in the world, so many different needs out there that that's, that's too big an ocean. So you shoot for, you start with, what do you love? Mm. Right. And how do you get to that? Um, I use psychometrics like the disc and the motivators. Um, same, same provider that, you know, if Tony Robbins was your personal coach, you'd be getting it from the same provider that I do. Um, and, and then the other one, though, is authentic values. So th- in order to get someone's authentic values, you can't just, and I've seen a lot of coaches, you know, will do this. They'll, they'll bring somebody in for a weekend seminar. They'll have them do a values determination exercise. They'll be like, oh, yeah, where do you spend time? Where do you spend your money? What do you like to think about? All this kind of stuff. The problem with that is that you end up with two issues. One is you have inauthentic values where people are, have internalized something from somebody else. Yeah, yeah. And they think that that's them and they don't know the difference. And the second is you'll have fear-based or other moving away from values. So they'll be like, oh, financial security. But what's really driving that is this like terrible fear of being broke, right? Or they'll be like, you know, um, like loving connection. But what's really behind it when you dig into it is actually they have a deep fear of being alone. And it's not actually moving towards the thing that they want. It's moving away from something they don't want. And so in order to, to get those out, you have to go through this deconditioning process, which is this esoteric work that I do. And I run clients through three to six months of deconditioning before I have them do their values. <laughs> okay, good. Right? And okay. even then, then I still will have to pick out some stuff that's like moving away from, or that's you know, inauthentic, right? And, so, and then we get this, this list and then we rank them in a totem pole. And I have a whole process for putting them in order because sometimes the order is not what you think it is, right? Um, and now we have their authentic values in a totem pole ordered from highest to lowest plus their psychometrics. Now we can really come up with a really good calling. And then from there, we can say, okay, now that we know that, let's operationalize it, right? How, how are we going to build that into something that, you know, like who needs this? Who needs this thing? Like what's the value proposition? Okay, great. Now we've met that second one, right? Now we say, how can we make money off of it? We put a marketing plan or, you know, whatever around that. And then if you don't have the skills where you're good at that, you go learn the skills. So the order of the Ikigai starts with what you love, then what the world needs, then how do you make money, and then you get good at it, right? That's the way you do this properly, right? And then if we've got that, we've got that whole target out there, very often it's something that is going to take years to build. So then we do kind of a, a, this, what I call this dream bridge planning process. So how do you get from where you are now to there with every step, both increasing your fulfillment and your finances? every step, right? So there's not any, you know, falling off and like all this kind of stuff um, to the best of our capability. I mean, there is a time when like, if you're going to go be an entrepreneur, you need to take a leap of faith and, and, and do that, right? Um, but the goal is that by the time that we've come there, you have a solid marketing plan, you have all the resources in place, you have all the tools, you know everything. And so you're, 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 you're jumping from a place where you're likely to win fairly quickly, right? And so like, that's kind of, that's the process that I walk people through. Man, I, I just just trying to imagine how much time and effort you you put in sitting down and writing all these things up. <laughs> so expansive and comprehensive. 
all the different areas of human life that you work with your clients through. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, but the thing for me is it's, it's fun. Like if I'm going for a walk, I'm thinking about stuff like this because yeah. it's fun, right? Yeah. Like, so, you know, like the yeah. amount of time that I'm engaging, it's not work a lot of the time. Like it's something that fascinates me. It's like, your destiny. <laughs> it's your destiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a friend who, um, you know, from, from high school and he always loved fish. He would go, he was diving. He had fish tanks at home. He just found fish fascinating, right? So he's scuba diving. He goes scuba diving with his dad and all stuff. So he, you know, went to university, got a degree in biology. Then when he, when he got a PhD in ichthyology, which is the study of fish. And so he publishes papers on fish in part, you know, for his work, he has to go scuba diving and look at the fish and count the things, do this kind of stuff. But for him, he loves it. Yeah, he gets yeah. to spend all the time with his fish. He's so happy. Right? <laughs> so, that's awesome yeah it'd be such a different world if more people were like your friend and you were just yeah. excited about what they do for a living because it, it obviously it's not only good for the people you engage with or your friends engage with in terms of his colleagues and stuff but like coming home at the end of the day and being with a partner or a spouse or your friends and like being excited about life as opposed to i just spent the last 10 hours having my soul drained <laughs> exactly yeah Nice. And, 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 you know, like you've seen me at like at the retreats we've been to, right? Like, you know, I generally come in with a pretty good degree of energy because what I do on a daily basis feeds me. Yeah, 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 definitely. So where can people find out about all these cool programs you offer? Uh, so the best place for, for people to go. So first of all, is, is if you're looking at the career fulfillment stuff, which is like most of what I do, um, you want to go to www.oculusinstitute.com slash purpose quiz. I'm going to type this here in the Zoom for you. Okay. Um, and that will give them the quiz. And so you're going to be able to see where you fall on those three important, important metrics, right? Career fulfillment, financial success, and internal alignment. And it will tell you, you know, where you are, what's holding you back from going to the next thing, all this kind of stuff. And then it will collate that also into like a general pyramid of like, what's your modality of going through life? Are you, you know, struggling? Are you surviving? Are you striving? Or are you thriving? Right. And, and, and it, you'll get a, a PDF. This is all free, by the way. Right. You'll get a printout. Um, it's just hundred percent free. It will also look at like what, you know, different like um, toolboxes, what skills do you need to develop to move things to where they want to go? Right. Um, and as I said, you know, just go in there, answer the questions. It's not that long. It's like 20 something questions. They're multiple choice. Um, it's really fast. It takes, you know, like literally like five minutes, 10 minutes max. If you're sitting there like pondering over everything, right. Put in your email, you will get a free report. And then at the end of that report, it will tell you what's the best fit. And it will either give you the link to go to the awaken prelude course and, and get yourself from the bottom to the middle, or it will give you a link to book a call to chat with me about whether or not it makes sense to do the, the high ticket awaken program. Um, so that quiz is, is definitely where you want to start. If you're interested in the personal finance side of things, as I said, I haven't built out all the infrastructure for that yet. Um, but you can email me personally at sean at oculusinstitute.com and you can chat and uh, we can make that work. Uh, I'm going to I'll have you send that to me separately because I'm not going to be able to pull it off and, and engage in a conversation. I came up with that. <laughs> I didn't pull off the quiz. So that's cool. Cool. Oh, that's awesome, Sean. I'll make sure to include all this stuff in the show notes, links to your website and all that kind of great stuff. I've really enjoyed this conversation and I've always told you before, I always enjoy these conversations anyways. 
Uh, unfortunately, none of them previous to this have been recorded, but I'm glad this was recorded <laughs> for other people's benefits. So do check out Sean's work and uh, appreciate your time, Sean. Thanks so much, Michael. Take care, buddy.